been studying the self. And to study the self is to forget the self. Because if you study the self, and the feel of this, how I construe the word self is, it's a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. Yeah. With certain qualities of, like, doership, yes, uh, a couple others, but let's just stick with that. And so, to study that idea or that feeling is to forget it because when you study it, you'll understand it's not you. And that that speeds up uh, the forgetfulness. Yeah. If it's you, it's tricky. If it's you, then you'll be remembering you as you try to forget you. Yes, you can't get out of the self. Self can't get out of self. Yeah. So if it's not seen to be that, if you're not clear that you're not that, that that what you're not will try to get out of what it thinks it is. Yes. So self will try to transcend self as a self. Yeah. That's one of the things you'll hear where people they're waiting to get the message. That's sort of like self waiting to have an experience of being out of self. Well, you can have an experience, but a state, yeah? But you can't have that state as a self, yeah? So that's the thing that, uh, that's the little trick. So when you study Buddhism, let's say, and then, you, and then it's basically pointed towards studying the self, because it's not you, when that dawns on you, you'll forget it. And it's the perfect antidote because the self has to be remembered. Yeah? It doesn't have an ability to cast a shadow. That that shadow has to be produced, in a sense, because there is no self. Yeah? So you'll see all the things self has and all the thoughts that drive self crazy and all the feelings that make the self uncomfortable, but you'll see the shadow, but you'll never see the self. There isn't one. Yeah? It just throws a shadow out, and it assumes by you having the shadow occurring, and these thoughts which are mine, <laughs> are driving me crazy, and very rarely do people see the connection. The my and the thoughts able, uh, ability to drive you crazy are in cahoots. It's not like they're mine and they're just unruly today. No, it it's not like that. But that, that shadow that's cast by the selfing implies that there's someone casting it, yeah? That's the situation to look at. If it's true, then all the meaning you've given things is the meaning you've given things. If it isn't true, the meaning that you seem to have given things didn't come from you, yeah? If it isn't true, then maybe thoughts won't be seen as yours. They won't be, see, they won't be seen as a result of an act that you call thinking. You may not see it that way anymore. Yeah. If you see it from the self, you will definitely believe that you are doing it. Yeah. You'll feel like it. You'll feel like every time a thought's noticed, there'll be a sense that you noticed it, or you had it, or it's about you, or it's concerning you. Same thing with every feeling. Every feeling gets... gets uh, an idea gets affixed to it, which is, it's my feeling. Yeah, and we used to use it. We still use it. The, the old example of you know, put the word money that there, and let's say health, and let's say security. They have in, they have uh, impacts on people because we have instinctual agenda as the action figure. Yeah, we need shelter. We need food. We need clothing. We need we need security. We need you know. We're social, so we need to be in relationship to people. So, all right, so money, security, and health. Now, just add, you want to add tons of weight to it, put my money, put my in front of the money, put my in front of the wealth or the security, and put my in front of the health. It's a totally different thing, isn't it? One can be heavy based on what condition you're in, but just by the mind, it doesn't even matter what condition is. It's going to be added onto just by the mind. Yeah? What would happen if that mind, the, 
that shadow that's cast on the thought, if we look not at the shadow, but at what we believe or, or are led to believe is casting the shadow, that, that shadow casts onto the thought, if there's nothing there, if there's nothing there, the mind crumbles. And now there's thoughts, just like they've always been. There's feelings, just like they've always been. Yeah? There's actions, just like they've always been. But now, it's not told from a point of view that I'm the actor, I'm the thinker, I'm the feeler. Yeah? And if you got one inch of relief from that activity, it would be a huge event in your daily life. Yeah? One little calibration moving away from the mind. I'm not saying just the absolute recognition that you never thought a thought, you never felt a thing, you never done any action. Let's not, don't even go there. Just if a little bit of it was seen not to be or possibly not have anything to do with you, that would be way more than enough for most people. Yeah? They, because they travel lighter doing whatever's going on. And in the traveling lighter, it would indicate why the heaviness seems so pronounced. Yeah? You would see it. You would see the problem from, the, from its relief. Yeah? You would. Though you wouldn't, but the mind will. Yeah? You is anything can go. I mean, we can have a miracle at 10 in the morning, it's forgotten by 12. But you're holding on to a resentment that never happened for 30 years. So there's a huge, strong bias in the mental condition. A huge, strong bias to sort of just gloss over or forget anything that even hints at its absence or irrelevance. Yeah. So that the idea of self is a feeling of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity. It's, if it was a thought, it would be easily overcome. But there's a feeling. So there's the thoughts, the thoughts, and in this point, so here's the thoughts going on. It's like people in recovery. The voice that was talking to them before they recovered is still talking to them. It didn't get sober. It didn't stop. Yeah? You could have had a huge event and your whole life turned around, but the same narrator is going on. The same yapping goes on. Now it's just critiquing, talking about a life in recovery, where before I was talking about a life in debauchery. You know, it's the same saying. Yeah. That thing is... So, if this idea of being a long-lasting, independent, separate entity isn't so, if it isn't so, and where that will happen is, the thoughts won't be seen as yours, they'll be seen as thoughts. Because that's what's actually going on. There's a seeing, and in this case with thoughts, the seeing is formulated as a hearing, but there's a hearing of thoughts. That's what's happening. The idea that it's you that's hearing it is an addition. That's an interpretation. Yeah. So the conscious contact is going on. There's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, and then thoughts. Yeah. And then the, the thoughts are heard. And then there's, act there's actions and experiences. Those are going on. But the story that they're happening to me is suspect, yeah? So in other words, life's happening. Then it gets hijacked by the selfie, and now it's life's happening to me. It's a huge difference, huge freaking difference. You're going to travel so much heavier if it's about you. <laughs> I swear to God. Yeah? And then you want to get relief, but you want to get relief, but it, life will still be happening to you. Yeah? The happening to you is the real bondage. Not that if it's pleasurable or painful. Those are, those are degrees of preference, but the bondage is that it's happening to you. That's the bondage of self. Yeah. That's it. And it didn't happen one day in Omaha, Nebraska, like 22 years ago. There's no day that you were bound because it never happened. It just seems to be so. And look at the word seemingly. It means it appears to be true or false to you. Yeah? So the bondage is a seeming bondage. It can seem as real as real can be if the, if the, if the mind that's taking itself to the, the one that's bonded is into it. If it's believing it, man, you can't talk someone out of that. They know they're screwed, yes? But what would happen if you weren't that which is screwed? How strong would the screen be? Yeah. We had a recovery meeting last night, and they were talking that 
old metaphor analogy of like weeding the garden, but you are the weed. Yeah? You step on the garden and you're the you're the miracle grow for the weeds. Yeah? Why do they keep coming back as if you're an innocent bystander? Because of the way your what your mind is configured as, it it's a petri dish for what we call weeds. Yeah? And you can get the best fucking, you know, rodeo or whatever that thing, round up and spray it and everything like that. But the potential's always gonna be there because you are the imminence of the weed. You, the way your head is structured right now. Yeah? That's why you're thinking, oh, I got rid of resentment, but it came back. The resentment didn't come back. You're still here. With you being here, there's an incredible opportunity for resentment to come back. <laughs> but it needs you. You're the precondition. There's got to be a you for the resentment to, to have a root. If not, it just flood. It just gets blown, maybe a little bit in the garden, then gets blown out. But instead, when it's us, when we're playing, when we're the soil of self, then it lands and it grows and it creates stories, makes stories. Sort of like marijuana bushes and you're smoking them all day. Yeah. You're intoxicated with self. It's all about you. Have you ever said, met someone when you're sharing and then immediately they share about them? You can't get a word in edgewise. It's always interrupted by a, a, a parallel story, but her as the star, or he as the star. Yeah? I mean, it's incredible. The, 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 uh, the, like the, it's like a knee-jerk reaction. It always goes back to that. Yes? It's me, 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 me. Yeah? Me wanting not to be me is also me. Yeah? We becoming a non-me is, is also me. Yeah? Itself cannot get out of self. These old masters said it so beautifully. Hey, you can't use the mind to seek the mind. You can't use the light to find the light. You're the light. Oh, I beg to differ. I know you do. And here comes the story. The whole world starts after the word but, you know? So this, oh, I really love this feeling that the meaning but, all right, here it comes. <laughs> Time, situation, circumstances. All right, everyone stand up and pledge allegiance to time, you know? Oh, it's really nice now, but I don't think it will be like this Tuesday. Okay, why, why do you want to pledge allegiance toward a, a mythical Tuesday while you're in now? And it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not bad, but how am I going to be in Tuesday? Who the fuck knows? What you're going to be is definitely going to be the same. But who you are may not be. Because who you are is based on a lot of circumstances and situations. Follow the crumbs. Yeah, that's why we do the same. We talk about the same topic for nineteen years, basically. Yeah. There's no point to go anywhere else until this becomes clear. In my view, I could be totally wrong, but I'm sticking to it because that's how it echoes in me. There's no point to go anywhere else other than entertaining what you're not. To look at it, to see it. Because if you don't, you'll be entertaining what you are from there. Yeah? And the what you're not is going to give itself the crown of being you. And then all you maybe you want to add some, my crown's not bright enough. Or like, oh yeah, and you'll be an urban renewal project. Basically, there'll be no point where the construction's called, you know, I'm fine. You're never going to be fine because you're drawn into time. Your mental condition can't enjoy peace because it has tomorrow on the horizon. And it wonders, will I be in the same circumstances I am now that's allowing the peace to occur tomorrow? That's not peace. That's a conditional fucking idea. Yeah? Look at the thought system that tells you who you are, who you're going to be, who you were. That thought system is drenched in time. Yeah? It's drenched in time. The whole thought system is totally, totally biased in time 
because in time you can appear to be so. In timelessness, it's obvious you're not. In time, you appear to be so. When the head thinks about you in the past, it sees you as a body four years ago. Yes, that's how it pictures you. It never pictures you other than that. It may picture you as a spiritual body. It may picture you as a successful body. It may picture you as a poor body. It may picture you as a rich body. But the frame is body, baby. The frame is body. So there it goes. Oh, what, what happened to me four years ago? You wouldn't go fucking a week for someone else. But for you, you'll go fucking, not even, you're going to go, you know, all the way to the fa- or your family of origin and then move to your Martian family of origin. Because the, it's so intrigued, it's about me. It'll go on and on and on, thinking about inane, mundane shit. But as long as you're involved, oh, it's fucking so novel. So I'm so curious about what I was like. Who gives a fuck? You weren't that anyway. <laughs> oh, I know, unbelievably cursed. How am I going to turn out? <laughs> right now, what you're worrying about is a complete stranger. The selfing isn't going to be... The selfing, there is no authentic you that it's a clear representation of. It's made up. So if you're worried about how you're going to be 10 years from now, the you that is going to be appearing 10 years from now is not having nothing to fucking do with you except this strange alliance to the body you seem still to be in. Yeah, that's the only thing that will make any freaking sense. And you'll have photo albums to try to convince you, oh, yes... Were you the same? When you were four years old, you're totally different than you fucking are now. <laughs> totally different. And it was insane to be worrying about how you were going to be when you were four. And now it's fucking most sane, probably the sanest you've ever been as a self is when you were a kid. <laughs> we just grew into an incredible insanity, and <laughs> we're so invested in it, we don't want to let it go. Yeah, it's like. It's like this thing I used to tell a lot, the pooper scooper story in recovery. Recovery has a great uh, statement in it. Right before you go do the inventory, which is basically you look at self-expressions in your life so that you can get a clue on what's defeated you. And what's defeated you is not you. It's not you. And it's not a self either. It's self-in. There's no self to defeat you. It's you defeating you with the selfing. Yeah? So here's the story. It says, all right, being convinced that self, little, this feeling of being a long last, and I don't know what he means by it. I, maybe he thought he meant more ego or whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Because the ego is, you have a feeling that you have an ego. That's the selfing. The feeling that you have an ego. The movement of selfing is to claim and to have everything. So if you get this conceptual idea from psychology or whatever that there's an ego, something that represents you, but the feeling is just you have it. Yeah? Or I got rid of my ego. Like you did something to get rid of that which was being a drag to you. That's the sense of self that very rarely gets looked at. Yeah? The sense of self is it. That's where the bondage is. Ego, no ego, doesn't fucking matter. If it has an ego, it'll use that to bond the mind to the idea of self. If it seems to lose the ego, it'll use the losing of the ego to bond to the idea of being the one who lost the ego. Same, same. It doesn't care. It'll use whatever comes in contact, yeah, and then use it to facilitate the bondage of self. That's what it does. Yeah. Who knows why? Who cares? It's you just notice it and see it. Yeah. So here, so I right, being convinced that self manifested in various ways. A manifest means to appear. Yes, something manifests like money manifested and it appeared. I got some money now. I didn't have any. I don't know how it worked out. It manifested today. So appearance. Yeah, it's the only the highest level it can reach is appearance. It's not real. It can never be real, but it appears to be real. Yeah. All right, so self manifests in various ways, and what has defeated us? Hey, he just cleared the whole situation up in thinking it was the judge and your parents and the girlfriend and alcohol and drugs that defeated you. They were used to defeat you by the selfing. The selfing used those possibilities to defeat you with. 
Even with relationships, it uses those somewhat, sometimes it defeats you. It'll use whatever it can to further its agenda, yeah? So there's, there's the manifestations. Alright, being convinced, which means to believe with certainty that this has happened, or is happening, let's look at its common manifestations. Let's look at some of its common appearances in one's life. Yeah? What are they? The next paragraph says resentment. Resentment is, the, is, is a common manifestation of selfing in one's life. Then fear and acting out, harming other people in the pursuit of what you want. There's another one. Yeah? Okay, now that you see that, so here's this guy. He's got a beautiful lawn, really nice lawn, backyard, nice house, porch, and every day he likes to run around in the morning dew with no shoes on, and, it's, and he has a lot of his social life is based on this lawn. He has picnics and, you know, lawn bowling and croquet, whatever, you know, little tournaments, people get together. He loves it, runs around, and then this day he jumps off the porch and he lands in some shit, you know, and of course, with no shoes, it's a little messy, so then he jumps back up and wipes it off, and then the first thing, the first thing... It's, it's starting, his light's already contracting, now he has to wear shoes, you know, to take in the consideration of the shit. So he jumps on the porch, and then he gets some shoes on, and he walks around, and there seems to be a lot of shit on his beautiful lawn. And it smells, basically, a lot, too. So what does he do? And, he's look, and he sees, the more he looks, the more he finds. So he walks in, pulls the blinds, he wants to just deny it, ignore it, you know? And then he goes in and out a couple hours later, and there's a lot more shit. So he goes inside, just closes the blinds, and just, uh, that's it, fuck it, I won't use the lawn, basically. And then he buys, you know, he buys pictures of lawns, and, you know, and he, and he gets to some other people in the same situation. They reminisce how great it was to have a lawn, and then they get together, have meetings, you know. I once had a lawn, and then all this shit came, and, you know, fucking, I can't manage it, and I've been trying to manage it. And so in this situation, you have a problem. So this guy comes in and says, hey, I think I have a solution to your problem. And uh, I go, yeah, what is it? He says, get a pooper scooper, you know? And, I said, and he says, if you get good, you'll be able to get enough shit up that you'll have maybe a four by seven foot piece of lawn that you can enjoy for a few hours, you know? <laughs> All right, well, right now, my idea of success has been dropped down radically, so I'm, oh, fuck, that's great. Well, I'll, let me buy one. Let me buy two. Because I figure if I do it twice as fast, I'll get I'll get maybe eight by twelve, you know. So I now I have two pooper scoopers, and I'm scooping the shit up. And every time I leave, there's more shit. But I'm scooping it up. I get it pretty good. And people in the meetings start hearing about me, and they start calling me for advice. I said, "Listen, the pooper scoopers have been working for me. I, the blinds are up now. I get to see. I got my I got my oxygen mask, but I get to see it a little bit, you know." <laughs> And so now they're starting to buy pooper scoopers, and then you're trying to teach them your technique, and everyone likes your technique, and then you start autographing the pooper scoopers, and now you sort of get asked to speak at meetings. So you become a circuit speaker with the pooper scoopers, and you tell them, oh yes, yeah, can you get rid of this shit? No, no, but we can, we can live a life with less of it, you know? Okay, okay. So now I get it, now you're a big circuit speaker, and you got autographed pooper scoopers, you got a little business, you wrote a book, you know, a documentary you did, oh, like this, a how-to, you know, documentary, you got your own little outfits you can wear while you're pooping up the scooping, whatever. <laughs> and so a guy comes in, sees you, and says, hey, I heard you have a problem, and you go, no, I have no problem. I said, well, what about the shit? He says, oh, no, fuck. Then I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a well, I'm a lecturer. I'm a fucking, I'm an expert on how to pick up shit. And then the guy says, he says, I don't have a problem. All people constantly calling me up for help and this and that. So the guy goes, okay. He walks out. He says, but if you want the solution, find the dog. Mm -hmm. What? Find the dog. <laughs> See, right now, you and I are taking ourselves to be the dog. That's why we can't entertain being free from it. Because we're entertaining freedom as it. And it's written into all the stories. And no matter how much shit, and no matter how much goes on, that thing will still be the dominant relevance in your life as you're identified as it. That's why if you're not that, 
if you see, then you can see what's going on, and in that sense, you can be rid of the dog. And once the dog is gone, there's no more shit. You can put the pooper scoopers up for sale. Maybe you won't be a circus speaker. Maybe you have to find another job, but you'll have a sense of freedom that you never had with the slavery to the solution that you were applying to that problem, which is a form of slavery. Having to buy a new pooper scooper every year and fucking like that. Shit. But this is, it's difficult to get rid of the dog if you think you're the dog. <laughs> That's the dilemma. That's called, to me, the real exact nature of the wrong, which is identification as a self. You're identified as the dog with shitting all over you. So you cannot entertain being free from it. You can only entertain getting a therapy or making deals with it or trying to civilize it a little bit. But you can't have a radical freedom from it because you're identified as it. And that identification as it is the paramount conditioning. You're not going to override it as a self. Self isn't going to override the programming of self. Yeah, But you are not that. That's the fucking solution. And there's aspects of mind, which you're calling your mind right now, that are stuck, are not centered on self. They're centered, but not on self. Yeah? And that is just as you're downloading or trans, uh, receiving those messages from the selfing, you can also be receiving messages from other aspects of mind. Because you're a, a receiver and a transmitter here, this apparatus. It's receiving and transmitting. Yes? <laughs> Right now, we've been stuck with that hour. We never even look at if we can move the knob, the dial. We just take it to be our station, Kate Paul. You know what I mean? <laughs> Always playing goldie noldies all day, selling you lousy shit you don't want, and projecting wonderful things with a very dark weather front over it. <laughs> There's wonderful things, but not for you. Not for you. Why? Because you're a loser. You did that to that person eight years ago. See? There's freedom from it. I'm telling you. It's happened with me for years now. A stabilized traveling line here. Day after day, month after month, year after year. I'm not talking about paradise or heaven. Just like an awakeness That leavens what happens here, yeah? You don't take things so seriously. You can fit yourself around circumstances instead of trying to fit them around you, yes? You realize you can outshine circumstances and situations. You have a realization that there's no need to get into the moment, you can't be out of the moment. And there's no need to get out of self because you can't be in it. Yeah? And a relaxation can come over you. And these are just byproducts. The freedom is of mind, but the resulting freedom will express itself as this action figure in this life. And that relief will be better than like 50 time massages. Yeah? <laughs> it really will. It's like you cannot believe the contraction of selfing. It's different than a muscle pull or a strain. It's a contraction. Yeah? It's contracted. It's not opening up very little, but always getting back to its basic format, which is contraction. Who wouldn't want to get high in that condition? For me, when I was a kid, being confronted with that fucking self-thing, I would do anything. You know, I would pay any consequence tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. Day in and day out, year in and year out. That principle never changed. No matter how much shit happened, it never, it never deterred me from keeping on, keeping on. Not one bit. You know, just like a couple days in jail, hospital stays, nothing. Didn't matter. Broken ribs, all this. Nope. Nope. That was nothing was going to stop that need to get out of my head. Yeah. The resolution is you're never in your head. It's just the head doing its heady things. Yeah? You have absolutely nothing to do with it in one level. 
Yeah. If you entertain it and it takes root, you're going to be a lot happier camper. Simple as that. Yeah. Being it is like the highest form of maintenance. Yeah. If they, if the like the statement of recovery where it says, you know, our daily reprieve from alcoholism, which is just a subdivision of self-centeredness, alcoholism. That's all it is. It's just got, it's, ex- it's got some extreme tweaks to it, but it's the same old, say, everyone's saddled with the same little farm installment, self-centeredness. We're just extreme examples of a certain subdivision you know, of it. Yeah, so don't think we're not that unusual. No, <laughs> no. you know. So the daily reprieve from alcoholism is contingent, in other words, it's dependent on or based on the maintenance of what they call a spiritual condition. That's the deal, right? A daily reprieve. You don't need ten years of reprieve. All you need is a daily one. Yeah. So a daily reprieve from alcoholism, contingent on the maintenance of your spiritual condition. What would happen if you're not the condition you think you are? You're not a mental and physical condition. What would happen if you're not that? You may find that what they're implying with the term spiritual, that may be what you are. You may be a spiritual condition prior and paramount over the physical, mental, and emotional condition. Yeah? What would happen if that was the case? Knowing that and being that would be the highest form of maintenance of it. Yeah? You'd be living the spirit instead of trying to get this conceptual idea of a spirit and glom it onto your mental condition and then maybe try to paste it on your physical condition by getting different clothes and having other looks and, you know, patchouli oil and walking slowly and whatever, how to try to pantomime the idea we think it means to be spiritual, all conceptual hogwash, yeah, all that activity, you would lose all interest in that because you are what you are attempting to acquire. You are what you were seeking. You are what you're hoping to get. Yeah? So the need to get and acquire and seek becomes absurd. I mean, literally, totally absurd. Just like the absurdity of trying to get into the moment becomes so obvious when you realize you can't be out of a moment. Yeah? You cannot be out of a moment. There's no way you've ever been out of any moment in what you call your life. Because you are the moment. You are all the things that are happening in it, and you're and you're the context that isn't a thing that's there. You're all of it. Yeah? So the idea of getting into more into the mo- moment is totally insane coming from what you are. It makes total sense coming from what you're not. Because from what you're not... Yeah, you don't feel like you're in the moment because you're not. Because the, the interest and attention that now is being wielded by the selfie is dispersed in time. You're interested in past events and future events much more than any event that's going on now. You're actually using the event that's going on now to be obsessed about you in the past and the future. So you know. <coughs> You want to get into the moment because you know you're out of the moment. But the thing is, the, sa- the fail-safe mechanism of selfing is always the statement of self can't get out of self. So it doesn't give a damn if you find the next turbocharged way to get out of self. If it's heard or held by itself, you're not going fucking anywhere. Yeah, that's no threat to it. But when there's a stopping, when there's a pause, when you start maybe sensing what's hearing the hearing, yeah? Not the hearing of the herd, what's hearing the hearing, yeah? Going this way instead of out that way, yeah? Much more will be revealed, 
If you go towards the source instead of away from the source. And the way we're constantly conditioned to go away from the source when we take ourselves as a body to be the source. Because we know it. Yeah? There's no need to investigate this. I'm sure it's me. Yeah? Now I want to get more of things or get less of things out there to sort of make the me seem better than I really feel it is most of the day. Which is a form of fucking slavery, isn't it? I mean, it's like being sent to a, a library to look for a chainsaw. Remember the, the strategies I had, my agendas? I, it was, it was, the thing couldn't shop for what I am. If you, it had no idea what was going on. No, it didn't even know what I am. You talk about the instinct of self-preservation. It's a strong instinct, yes? I remember when I was a kid, I was about 17 years old, and we were tripping on LSD, and I had a great idea, I should take about five downs. We were going to go to see Rod Stewart in Madison Square Garden, something. A five or seven downs, which would probably have killed my body on a couple hits of acid, yeah? But the thing that was talking had no real affiliation with the body. It didn't give a shit what fucking happened to the body. It was having fun. But it, 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 it cloaks it with this idea that it's the body. But it doesn't like the body fucking at all. The body's limiting it too much. Yeah, it's like a pact with the devil, though. It has no, it's not trying to preserve this. It's trying to preserve, you're not trying to save your ass, you're trying to save your face. Because the selfing is your face. And when I came in here, I, was, I took my face to be my ass. <laughs> I was willing to lose my ass day in and day out as long as I could save face. <laughs> this is a simple invitation. You know, make it up, make it what you want. It's not whatever you make it, it ain't it. Ain't it. You can you can try to put it bows on it and package it. It doesn't fucking matter. Its nature is still going to override any concept you can put on it. Yeah, it's nothing. It's not of this fucking place. That feeling you get when you hear a statement like, what's looking is what you're looking for. Isn't there like a certain, it's like, it's like your needle can go so far in the record, but it hits a groove and it goes right back, yeah? You just keep everything that you come in contact with, you is referred back to self, every fucking thing. So when you hear what's looking is what you're looking for, there's a feeling that this is, you feel this is what's looking. Every, and then you want to try to understand it's not this, but from the reference of being this. It's like that movie, that, this movie I saw with the, the guy who works on the moon. Yeah, so I don't want to go, I went in last week, but I really like it. It's a guy who's on this contract and they're, they're, they're uh, mining this ore that they found that's a new energy source on the earth and he's mining it and he runs this huge facility they have all these machines harvesting it and he's got a five year contract he's the only person on the, in, the, in the building and then he has pictures of his family he never goes home and when he calls he only gets a video picture of supposedly his wife and stuff and she's always busy or something like that and, and like this and then something happens he's, he only has a few more days left for his contract and he's going back to earth and he's, and he's got his Boston Red Sox hat on and he remembers days he was at, at, the, at uh, whatever that freaking lousy ballpark is in Boston oh February <laughs> oh it's not and then an incident occurs where one of the machine breaks outside and he has to go there and there's like a little and he, and he finds a, a he finds a guy in a, in a spacesuit who looks like he's really hurt, and he, so he takes the guy back. And when he takes the guy out of the spacesuit, it looks just like him. And what happened is the company thought that, that it had died, that guy, and then the new guy appeared who had a dis, who was a historical action figure. He just appeared that day, but he felt like he'd been there for four years and 362 days. Yes? And he had a whole life story. But so did the guy he found. And he looks just like him. They have little different tweaks, but they have a story in his net. And then the news breaks on him, hey, we're closed. Yeah? You would think this would be incredibly revelatory. 
But how they hear that they're a clone is from the programming that they're a person. They, they as the program, can't override the program. So they don't even really get the impact. I'm not that, because they're, they're receiving it as that, which they're not. This is the trick. It does it all the time. Something comes, it's immediately, you're in relation with it. There's the, there's the distortion. And you can't help but be in relationship if you're taking yourself to be yourself. Yeah? So, even the news of not being yourself, it can go thoroughly intellectually in, but it will run, it will be caught by the program in yourself. And now you'll try to do the incredibly obtuse fucking spiritual gymnastic to be a non-self as a self. <laughs> Voila! Yeah. Give up the ghost. You're never going to see what you are. You're never going to... You, your relevance will not out-relevant it. Yeah. You're never going to be in a position to know it. You're the, you're the active unknowing of it. Yeah? How is the active program unknowing of it ever going to know it? It doesn't fit the programming. It's like that movie The Matrix where, the, you know, the third movie, Neo is now the anointed savior. And look at the outfit he had on. Long, leather, you know, jacket with the great shades and the collar and everything. And, you know, yeah, he's a fucking cool-looking savior, you know. <laughs> he's not coming on, in on, on a donkey, but he's like a fucking, he's driving like a Lamborghini. So he's in there, and he's, so the, 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 the computer, whatever, manifests as a person, yeah, to get to the person, because that's the only way you're ever going to hear anything, is if it looks like you. <laughs> Plants have consciousness, what the fuck? No. <laughs> Rocks, no. <laughs> so here's Neo, and so then the guy's calling himself the architect. I could be totally wrong here, but this is my take on what happened. So now he's, and there's all these TV screens all around the room, and Neo's on every one of them. Self-centeredness central. You know what I mean? Like unclear channel. Not clear channel. Unclear channel. Neo, 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 Neo. And then there he is with his outfit, and the guy says, Oh yes, so you're the you're the chosen one, yeah? Oh, you're the sixth one we've had. Uh, you know, the, the programming. It was a small aberration when and then you know, we've walked around and oh and you can see Neo the Neo is is was dripping off Neo. <laughs> You mean I'm not the, the chosen one? No, you're the chosen seven. <laughs> you're the seventh chosen one. <laughs> I just love it. <laughs> his whole, his, actually, that was the greatest point of the movie, if it would have stopped then. But instead, he has to become like an action figure hero and you don't stop everything. But no, just have all of Neo just drop off and then he would have been the one. <laughs> Not as a one, though. Yeah? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> that thing of, all right, I'll, as long as I'm there, I, I'll be a one. <laughs> but to be a zero, I don't know. <laughs> zero, I don't want to be the whole of a donut. I want some. I want some fucking flowery shape, some relevance. Yeah. But the point is, that's the freedom. The freedom from what you are is not from it. Yeah. You don't. It doesn't happen by it. It's recognizing you're not that. And then the possibility of something that's already ever-present dawning on you is available. But not to anyone.
12 years. So you have it. What's looking is what you, 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 you are looking for. But if there's the identification as a you, then what's looking will be framed from the you. Like in recovery, it says a higher power of its of uh, your own understanding. Well, hopefully, like with me, what was really cool is where it reached a point where having uh, the higher power, I have a higher power of its own understanding. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> I don't want to frame it with what's framed me. <laughs> way. It's going to be a very weak God, if you want to call it God, a higher power. But if I can give up my idea of it and allow it to be revelatory and find out what it's like, instead of thinking I know what it should be like, but to find out what it's like, to me that's a much more honest way of knowledge. Yeah? It can become very convincing. Yeah, like an unspoken yes, it can really lock in where it's worthy of the term solution, you know, because you can rest in it. So, and you know, in Zen, my friend Zen Marks here, and in Zen, one of the highest forms of mind is I don't know, because at that point you're relegated into finding out. Yeah, and that's the appropriate posture, really, here. Yeah. So, any questions? No, good. <laughs> The questions, the answers are never going to satisfy what's looking. I mean, who's looking? Because it's insatiable. Who's looking is the is the froth of a mind's desire that can never be fulfilled. The sense of self is that froth that builds when the water's agitated in the ocean. Yeah. It wants to know why it's being propelled towards a shore it may not want to go to. But that idea of why is pointless, yeah? We used to use the terminology like, if there's a subtle identification as a wave, then the ocean will only be seen as an experience. You won't be able to see it any other way, because you're looking from the point of view of being a wave. If you question the waveness and you find you're not that, I bet you you'd, get, you'd find immediately that you're ocean. <laughs> and there'd be no need to have an experience of it or look for it. You'd be totally immersed as it. <laughs> it may not look as exciting. It won't. It isn't really. You won't be maybe not buying like tickets to Tibet and shit, or you know, planning a two-year fast. <laughs> you may not. You may not be going in that direction anymore. Really, <laughs> you, may, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> there may not be a lot of bowing and kneeling and you know, sitting on your ass for eight hours, twelve hours a day. May not. You never know. <laughs> You'll find out, really. It's probably not going to go anywhere where you think it's going to go, which is a real good indication that you're onto something. <laughs> if it constantly surprises you, that's a very good, very good <laughs> reaction. That indicates some things. <laughs> I knew it was going to be like this. No, maybe not. Maybe that's a sign. It's been tampered with. <laughs> Something happened between the moment you got it and now that you have it. <laughs> something was made into something. <laughs> You try to return it, they'll never accept it. You're bringing me something. I gave you nothing. <laughs> can you get? Can you take this something from me? No, nothing. <laughs> I 
Let me show you my dusting. <laughs> something. Let me show you my something. Man, that's pretty good. Nothing. What can I show you? When's the last time you've been to Tibet? Maybe 20 years, maybe. Who knows? Have you been going to the temple lately? No, I haven't been. What do you read most of the day? Yankee blogs? Or, you know, New York Ranger hockey? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you go to the temple, a lot of thrift stores usually. A lot of thrift stores. That's my little pilgrimage. I go to thrift stores looking for the Holy Grail. A two dollar t shirt I like. <laughs> but see years you're being meditated. Yeah. You don't need to be mindful. What you are is mind. <laughs> You're full of mind already. <laughs> You'll be left with a lot of time. It may scare you. You know, because most of us have been getting a lot of value by, you know, accruing. Doing, doing, lots of doing, you know, to feel that good about ourselves. That may be, that may be taken away, where you're just left with a lot of time, and you're not, you know, the mind is very agitated because you can't make much out of a doing nothing all day. <laughs> you know, it needs some material to do its little clay idol thing. It does. Yeah. And the pressure can get on you because time is part of it. The selfing and time are synonymous. That feeling of you have it only it gets to be only an experience is when you think you've lost it. And that's because of duration, yeah. You seem to have left where you were and now you're somewhere else. That's that's all. That's a concept. Yeah. That's all a fucking concept. Yeah. So, so is there any real time? No. I don't think there's anything real at all. 